0: It's time for the NFL Six Pack. I'm going to drink a lot of beer tonight. Insight and inside information you can't find anywhere else. Now, the top six NFL headlines. One. All right, Ben, let's go ahead and start with the Pro Bowl. Reports out today that the Pro Bowl could be going away. They're, of course, discussing ways to quote-unquote improve it, but there's a possibility that it goes away completely We had a really fun conversation with Steve Atwater earlier about the Pro Bowl, his perspective on it. He feels like it needs some change. I think everybody thinks it needs some change. I think most people just haven't been able to come to the table with what will actually be realistic in any kind of change. So what do you think about it right now?
1: I think they need to scrap what they have. Uh, I put out on Twitter kind of a a loose proposal. There there are some things that you could do. I think you need to turn it into a weekend event. I think you need uh, to scrap the game as it is. I think you need to uh, do like a combine-style uh events thing with with cash incentives and you know cars and whatever you know nfl's fastest man they run a 40 right who, who wouldn't run for the title of the nfl's fastest man and oh by the way a rolex watch or you know a cartier watch and a hundred thousand dollars yes. yeah, that's what yeah. sponsorship dollars yeah so i'm saying sponsorship dollars i think it'll pay for itself uh and, and you know there's too many receivers and corners out there that aren't gonna let that fly they're gonna get, they're gonna get out there and you know, improve it and all that kind of stuff. So I, I wouldn't be surprised. If you stuff like that, an NFL Strongest Man. You do a you know a bench press lift, you know kind of thing. Most reps. You know, there's it, just all kinds of things that you can Brought do. By something yeah, else. Yeah, right, right, right. Exactly. So there's there's all kinds of ways to do all that and get those titles. And then you're the guy that carries that title too. There's a little ego, a little legacy that goes with that kind of stuff. And um, I think that'd be good. I think you could also incorporate a, a flag football, a seven on seven flag football game, which I love, and do it regionally. north players versus south players versus east players versus west players you got four teams you run a little tournament the first two first two games are on day one and then that sunday you have the the championship flag football thing or whatever And there's some kind of prize that goes with that um you know there's there's it's like i said all kinds of uh, quarterback skills and drill remember the qb camp you know uh, yes qb club or whatever Do 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 that again there's all kinds of stuff like that a running back obstacle course. i mean there's any, any number of things that you could do um, you know, to, to, to spice that thing up and get sponsorship dollars and make money off, and you know, the NFL makes money, they're gonna do it, so but that's what um, this is really about. In the end, the
0: reason they haven't scrapped it years ago is not just because the players enjoy the free vacation or they enjoy, they obviously enjoy being uh, noticed. And, and sometimes in some of these contracts, mm-hmm. you get extra money, you get bonuses if you're a pro bowler, yeah. So, uh, there's, there's certainly reasons why it's stayed around for as long as it has. But, I mean, certainly the product on the air, on the field, isn't what it should be.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I think, uh, um, you know, I I just there there are ways that you can do that. You just need to shift away from having a game in which nobody has any interest in in trying to get themselves hurt.
0: All right, next story. Two. Ben, let's get to Kyle Fuller, who signs a one-year deal with the Baltimore Ravens. So you get Bryce Callahan staying in the AFC. In fact, staying in the AFC West going to the Chargers, and now Kyle Fuller staying in the AFC, and he goes to the Baltimore Ravens. You like this fit?
1: Yeah. Um, you know, John Harbaugh out there, there's obviously a, a relationship. Vic Fangio's worked with the you know Baltimore before. The defense that they're going to run is going to be a little more similar to uh, what Vic Fangio ran than, than what they were previously running with Wink Martindale. Um, do I like the fit? I mean, I guess uh, it's interesting looking at the Twitter reaction of Ravens fans versus the Twitter reaction of Bears and Broncos fans. Um, as Ravens fans are saying that Vic Fangio had been holding Kyle Fuller back and anybody that watched Kyle Fuller the last two years is saying no Kyle Fuller is uh, he held Kyle Fuller back so um you know I think that uh, I, I don't think Ravens fans are getting what they think they're getting out of Fuller but you know in the end he has shown at times that he can be serviceable and they had a, an absolute just disaster of a season between running backs and corners last yep. year in Baltimore so um, you know, getting getting more bodies is, is always a positive, and especially at the corner position. That's where, what like I, was I say, say. The league is just has such a shortage of competent corners; you
0: cannot have too many. Yeah, they're getting Marcus Peters and Marlon Humphrey back, but yeah, I mean, one hundred percent. the The position itself suffers injuries, performance like Fuller and Fuller. You know, when he came back in after he was benched, he had a couple of nice games, but certainly not even close to what I think Broncos fans expected to have. He was a pro bowler under Vic Fangio out in Chicago in 2018 and 2019. Mm-hmm. And then when the Broncos got him on a one-year, nine-and-a-half-million-dollar contract, he thought, okay, this was CB1. The Broncos somehow stole after the Bears released him, and and he didn't even really, barely at times, was your top three guy. Yeah, I would have put him And, it, and if you hadn't drafted Pat Sertan, holy cow, what looked like one of the biggest strengths of the team would have looked like a weakness.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So... I think in the end, uh, you know, Broncos fans aren't, aren't shedding any tears as far as that kind of stuff goes. And uh, I think the Broncos do have a game against Baltimore this year in Baltimore, and they, they might, be, might be licking their chops at throwing in that general direction. All right, next story.
0: Three. Talented linebacker Dion Jones from the Atlanta Falcons might be out here pretty soon. What can you tell us?
1: Yeah, I think the Falcons are going to have to gonna move on from him, and obviously they made the big pick in the draft. Um, you know, getting uh, Troy Anderson out of uh, Montana, uh, Montana State, but um, I, Deion Jones, a, a speedy, rangy linebacker. Um, you know, I, I don't think the Broncos will be in on that. So let me, you know, let me preface that by saying, because I'll get asked a million times, I don't think the Broncos be in on that. Uh, but I do think there are teams that would look into that. Rams be one. I think the Lions would definitely look at that. Um, uh, I, I think that the Chargers, believe it or not, may look at that. Um there, there are three or four teams I think that would be interested in him. It's, it's, it's just the, the Falcons are in the middle of a rebuild, and they're trying to turn this defense over. And, um, you know, the draft of Troy Anderson just kind of signals, like, hey, this, this big-ticket item probably needs to go.
0: Well, and, and we're getting to that point where post-June 1, mm-hmm. you're going to see some, some possible names dropped out there because teams want the savings on cap, and they didn't find a trade partner. So, I mean, this guy had 137 tackles last year combined. Mm-hmm. Um, he's had uh, eight and a half sacks over the course of his career, 11 interceptions. He's a productive player. I, I, I'm with you, though. The way they've been able to work through the inside linebacker doesn't make me feel like they're going to be pursuing him. But at the same time, going back to a conversation we had with Steve Atwater earlier about what Adjero Evero envisions with this defense, he might be working in part with the players that have been given to him, maybe not Entirely with the players that he inevitably wants, so something to keep in mind.
1: Yeah, I think. I mean, I don't think Ajero Ever is going to pound the table for him, and I don't think the Broncos feel like that they need any more inside linebackers uh, or Mike linebackers or whatever you know whatever they're going to use there. I, th- I think they feel like they're strong there. They love Jonas Griffith. They went out and got uh, Alec, uh, Alex Singleton. Um, who they like uh, brought back spread, Josie brought Jewell, brought back Josie and paid him. And you know when you're in a 34, Josie can can be an inside guy. And when you're in a 43, you know Alex Singleton's got some more range. He can come on there. Um, Baron Browning can move inside now. And, I, I, and Jonas Griffith is a guy they like his development. We're not even talk about Sternad or any of these other guys. So you know I think uh, I, I think the Broncos are set there. I don't think a Gerald Evero really would. Um, Really would bang the table for him, and I, I don't think that the Broncos want to spend more money at that position. They've got you know the the, the deal with Josie kind of precluded them going after any other inside backers. I know people talked about like Bobby Wagner, that was never a thing. Um, so I, I don't think that uh, I don't think that's something they would do. All right, next story. Four.
0: All right, in statements that I guess pump yourself up but don't necessarily mean a lot. Uh, Sam Darnold still thinks he can be one of the best quarterbacks in the league, he recently told the media. And, uh, you know, I, I, it's a tough thing because we we know that to play in this game, you have to have an unbelievable level of confidence and ego, so on and so forth. But at the same time, there's a realism to this. Where Sam Darnold's career currently looks is teetering on whether he gets to stay on as even an option as a starter for any team going forward or if he's going to be relegated to being a backup. And And at that point, when you're a backup, you're closer to being out of the league most of the time than staying in it.
1: Yeah. Uh and, especially and,
0: as a former first round pick.
1: Right. And with Sam Darnold, I mean, you know, he's he's such a young guy though. That's the other thing. Like he's still only what, twenty-four years old. I mean, you know, he's he's still a he's still a young guy. He's the same age as, as Lamar Jackson or Daniel Jones. I mean, he came into this league really young. Um, and I you know, I I think that he just needs the right situation. I think he's been in two laughably bad situations for him. You know, they had no protection there in Carolina for him, they had no protection in New York for him and it feels like both those teams are now kind of sort of making investments along their offensive line to kind of do that. And to me, it feels like that's what you should be doing while you're looking for the quarterback, not what you do after you think you got the guy. Um, Do I think Sam Darnold could be an elite quarterback in this league? I don't know. Do I think he can be a perfectly serviceable starter? Absolutely. But you got to get protection around him and, that was just the problem last year. You had no no real threat of a run game after McCaffrey went down. You had no offensive line help, and uh, you had receivers that were designed to get vertical with no ability to buy the time to make that happen. And so, um, Sam Darnold still does not see things the way he should see them sometimes. Um, but. Um, he also has to be put in the best situation, and you got to project that confidence. So, as a quarterback, you got to project because if you don't believe in you, nobody else is going to believe in you.
0: Well, and, and I don't have a problem with it. Like I said, I don't have a problem him saying it. I think that when we get to a chance to talk about it, we say, "I don't know, really, if that's going to be the case for you." But he is one of those quarterbacks. At least he looks like right now that if the situation is right, he could be a Nick Foles all of a sudden, where everything worked out. You had a good team around, a good scheme. And you can take a team into a playoff run if, if all things are right. But again, he is not going to be the one that elevates a below-average receiving core or a below-average offensive line. And Christian McCaffrey, as we're learning already, isn't going to be available for the preseason games. And how, how much can you really expect him to be ready for the entire season? So if all of a sudden you have guys that aren't going to be available, how can you have optimism of being the best quarterback in the league? He'll say that. I just don't buy it.
1: Yeah. And they went out and, and you know invested in the offensive line early, and that that'll hopefully help. But it's just um, it's just a tough situation if you're if you're Sam Darnold because you know you got a coach and, a, and a, uh, a staff that's that's on the hot seat. They drafted up a, too. They, right. They drafted a guy, and if they're miserably bad, they're going to want to see him. Yeah. You know, you know, midway through the season and see what they have for the, for the next staff and. There's just there's a lot of things going on there, but I, Sam Darnold's saying the right things. Now it's up to him to go out there and do the right thing.
0: It's amazing looking back at that quarterback class now because it was considered one of the best ones, right? Uh, Baker Mayfield is going to be on a different team, and I, again, I'm a big Baker guy. I think it's he has not. another chapter, but we'll see. Uh, Sam Darnold, uh, Josh Allen looks like the best of the group, and Lamar Jackson in that conversation too. Josh Rosen's not, I mean, he might be, on, I think he's on a team, but I don't even know what that team is right now. And I was a big Josh Rosen guy, so uh, it's amazing how a lot of these quarterback classes, in retrospect, sometimes come out a little bit different.
1: Yeah, um, and and how people project them. You know, you look at you look at the players, and they got these guys at the top, and then you come back, and you know, all of a sudden somebody else. I, Baker Mayfield may be on another team with Deshaun Watson facing suspension. Uh, they may keep him in Cleveland. That situation is going to be super awkward here real soon. Um, and I thought Baker played really well when he was healthy last year. Obviously, didn't, but. Uh, Lamar has exceeded his draft position. Josh Allen, you know, exceeded his draft position. But uh, beyond that, yeah, uh, Rosen and Darnold really hadn't done a whole heck of a lot. Nope. All right, next story. Five.
0: All right, I'm setting myself up for failure here, but I might as well go ahead and bring this one up. Alex Mack, not at 49ers OTAs, and there's consideration that he might retire. So Ben, go ahead with your return of the Mac joke. I'm. I'm waiting for it. I don't know what
1: you're talking about. Um, Alex Mack is a serious <laughs> football player, and we should could definitely keep... Yeah, you wanted to talk about a return of the Mack. You set me up for that, then you stole my, stole my thunder.
0: I have no idea what you're talking
1: about. Let the air out of the balloon.
0: <laughs> look, how, me. look how dejected you are. You can't see you my like,
1: crestfallen look on my face right now. <laughs> um, it's, only, you know, it's only my favorite song. It's, it's fine. I'll, you, I'll get over it eventually.
0: Do you think Alex Mack is going to retire?
1: I don't. Um, I think he'll strongly consider it, but I think he'll come out make make one more run at it. Um, I, I think he I think he will. I think he's going to look at this and say I want to try to go out on top and, and give it one more run. And I, I think the Niners are primed for for good seasons. So, uh, but I think he wants to take his time, and, and good for him. You know, I mean, uh, you know, to, I think Tom Brady actually played it beautifully. I never thought Tom Brady was retiring for good. Uh, when he retired for good, I you know I made fun of that. Um, I think he wanted everybody off his back, and that was the easiest way to do it. You know, Sitting there like and taking, I want a time to think about it, it's just going to have everybody ask it over and over again. You yep. say, you know what, I'm retiring. And then two weeks later, you're like, okay, I'm ready to come play one more season. Like it's, you know, th- That's the easiest way to get everybody off your back. So everyone's going to ask Mac about this now because that's, that's what happens. But in the end, I think he comes back. We'll see.
0: Would you feel confident in the 49ers winning that division, or do you still think it's the Rams' division?
1: The Niners play everybody tough. I, I I think that it's one of those two teams. It just depends on, you know, is it an even year or an odd year, you know? Um, it depends on the quarterback play, honestly, out of the Niners this, this coming season. You get Trey Lance in there and he he takes off, okay, you got something. Uh, if you play with Jimmy G again, you're going to be a middling team. All right, well, the 49ers hoping for the return of the back, and
0: let's get to the next story. Six. <laughs> I couldn't help myself. All right, last story here. Let's go ahead and get to the Indianapolis combine. That's right. The combine is going to be in Indianapolis for the next 2 years and beat writers across the country rejoice. I I don't know. How, how do how do NFL teams feel about the combine and where it's located? Do they do they appreciate it as much as NFL beat and TV and radio people do cuz uh, we all love the combine being in Indianapolis. It's Very, everything's accessible, you don't have to drive anywhere, but the NFL does seem like they want to move this inevitably.
1: Right. Well, there's a couple of things to remember. First of all, the NFL Combine is run by National Scouting, not the NFL. Sure. Um,
0: But there's marketing now tied into it because they have made prime time. Right. TV
1: deals, and and the NFL makes money off it. That's fine. Um, the, The media likes it because of that, because everything's accessible, it's easy, and it's convenient. Um, The NFL likes it because the logistical process has been streamlined. The the parts of the combine that matter most to teams are a lot of times the things that aren't actually shown or you're not privy to. Uh, There are plenty of meeting rooms there are uh, getting all of the medical professionals and the medical equipment in to be able to run these guys through this this assembly line of, of medical tests that they have to go through and, and get that process streamlined for, you know, 300 different guys, 250 different guys. That's tough. And they've got that process nailed down there in Indy uh, with no hiccups. So, uh, I, I think the league, I think everybody wants it to stay in Indy except for maybe the league front office or maybe some of the guys that have to show up in Indy in the cold and don't want to.
0: Well, I mean, maybe that, that is the case. And I know that they're, what are they, thinking about moving to L.A.? Mm-hmm. I feel like that would be a disaster, though, because L.A. is, I mean, it's, it's spread out. Unless they're going to have it all at that one facility, say it's at the stadium, um, it, it just seems like there's going to be a lot of logistical issues. That's mm-hmm. the one thing we've loved about it in Indianapolis and, again, I, I haven't known it anywhere else. Nobody's known it anywhere else. It just feels like oftentimes, like we've seen with Super Bowls, for example, when they try to have Super Bowls in these different cities, some some cities are set up really well for it and some are not. And mm-hmm. that's what it, it reminds me of is, like, kind of overthinking this situation. But there's some other problems with the Combine already that they have to work out, which is including going prime time with this and the workout schedules and weigh-ins and all that stuff.
1: Yeah, and, and, and so that's the main thing is just making sure you uh – you know, making sure you got everything, all the nuts and bolts handled if you're going to move it somewhere else. All right, there you go. That's our NFL six-pack.
0: We'll post it up at broncoscountrytonight.com. With the Lucky Land Sluts, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
1: This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky.